Hi, welcome everybody. This is Scott Cantrell with Smart Solutions Media, and I am thrilled to be joined by a very special guest today. Before we get into that, I just want to tell everybody how much I appreciate you all being on today. As we're recording this, we are in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis, and obviously, for most of you, you probably have some extra time, um, but certainly don't take that lightly and appreciate you investing in here. And I know you're going to get a lot of value out of the discussion that I'm going to have with, with our guests today. I hope that you're staying safe, doing what you need to do, protecting your, yourself, your family, your team, and most importantly, continuing to contribute to your clients and provide as much value as you can to them. You know, right now in the experience I'm seeing, people in general and specifically business leaders, they're in desperate need of what you have in terms of your expertise, your clarity, your confidence, your guidance, and perhaps most importantly, your empathy and compassion. So be sure that you are sharing those messages with your clients and prospects alike. With that, um, and to that, uh, keeping in that tone of giving and contribution, the guest that I have with me today has been incredibly generous to me personally and professionally with his insights and strategies and guidance over the years. We connected a number of years ago and then have been part of a, a small group mastermind where we've gotten to share different ideas. And I know that I can always uh, depend on Bill Cates uh, to give me a new frame, a new way of looking at something maybe that I had really established in my mind, but he'll refresh it and instantly it'll spark a new idea or strategy. And I suspect you'll have no different experience as you listen to him today. So with that, I want to introduce uh, my friend and colleague, uh, Bill Cates. He is a best-selling author of six books. The two most recent ones are Beyond Referrals and Radical Relevance. Uh, all six you should go pick up, but certainly those two, Beyond Referrals and Radical Relevance. And he is a 25-year veteran in our space, helping businesses grow and uh, add more profit to their bottom line by doing better work for their prospects and clients alike. He's a highly sought-after speaker and consultant. And so, Bill, welcome to the interview, and thank you for taking some time. You bet, Scott. Thank you. And it's, you know, it's funny you said, go get all six books. Uh, two of them are out of print, so that would be fun to see what happens. Uh, eBay. I think one, well, one of them, I think, is uh, my, my first book on referrals, unlimited referrals, you can get on eBay for about $3.49. Uh, so, no joke. I don't think I've ever told you this before. Uh, hmm. McKay's used bookstore, massive used bookstore. There's two or three locations here in Tennessee. I'm all, you know, I'm a marketing business guy. I'm always in that section of the store. Hmm. And um, I've seen a lot of friends whose books are there just you know, over the years. And, and I actually think, I don't know this, I have to go check. I have to look on the bookshelf behind me here, but I actually think I may have picked up a copy of Unlimited Referrals at McKay's at one point. Oh, that's funny. I'll go I check it friend, out. A friend recently sold me, uh, sent me a picture from Ecuador and he was, he picked up a copy of one of my books in Ecuador. That's cool. And, uh, you know, I asked him new or used, he says, does it matter? And I go, no, it's still pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, again, thank you for taking out some time. I want to kind of jump into these, to these questions. The first one, let's just sort of meet everybody where they are, right? At least at the time of this recording. And I know you, you may be watching this in the future. And so uh, this conversation around the COVID-19 crisis hopefully won't be as relevant in hmm. the future as it is right now, but it is relevant right now. So your perspective on everything that's going on in the world from the standpoint of a professional who works with other businesses to help them grow. As an expert, a thought leader, a professional, a consultant, a speaker, for the folks who are in that world, what's your perspective on everything that's going on and, and kind of how are you 
helping your clients and how are you dealing with it yourself? Sure. Well, you know, I, I laughed when you said maybe we have, you know, a little more free time. Uh, I'm personally not experiencing that. And a lot of my clients are saying they're working more than ever. And I guess it just depends a little bit on, on your perspective and, and what you're trying to do. But I'll tell you, I, I, had a, I got a lesson actually from my own clients that, that is driving me right now. And I think people will be able to appreciate this. And this is also a kind of a truth for beyond the COVID, really, for the rest of our career. And essentially, I said to these guys, and they all happen to be guys, that I, I, I wanted to be careful in this time at first. I didn't want to look predatory. I didn't want to look overly opportunistic. You know, some of my colleagues were saying, helping is the new selling. I go, yeah, and we are in business, and, and, and if we're helping them, they're, they're selling something, right? So uh, I wasn't totally comfortable with just give everything away. And my attitude is always lead with value. How can I bring value first? So I finally said to them, I said, you know, how do I position this? And, and there were three of them on the call. And to a person in their own words essentially said, look, Bill, you bring great value to your clients. Don't be shy about that. You know, yeah, lead with value because it's your nature. And, you know, essentially they said, be bold about your value. And that's kind of what you were saying in the lead up to this. And so I took that to heart. And so my message to myself is be bold about your value. You do good work for people. And then there's plenty of 25 years of evidence of that. So I should feel good about that, right? Uh, I, w- I went through the imposter syndrome a long time ago, which a lot of folks can appreciate and, un- and understand that. In fact, I'm coaching a guy right now who's going through that. He's 10 years into his career and he's still feeling the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, be bold about your value. And then, and, and my message to everyone with whom I'm working is also that be bold, be appropriately bold. You know, it doesn't mean be obnoxious. It doesn't mean be arrogant. It just means know that you have good work to do for them and then put it out there and just keep doing the good work. I don't think you really have to change much. Uh, yeah, the delivery may change because we're doing Zoom and go to meeting and all that fun nonsense. But it, it, in terms of the work you do, I don't think it changes. I, I think we just keep bringing that confidence because our clients want us to be confident, right? They, they need that from us. Yeah. They, they feed on that. And so we need to bring that to them. So that's kind of how I see things right now. I think it's a great perspective and one that I have tried to embrace to my best ability, right? In terms of not being timid about asking for the sale when, to your point, when it's appropriate and when the context is right. You know, what I've heard from clients and prospects alike is we still have the same needs that we had before. And in many cases, especially when it comes to business development or cost containment or whatever, mm-hmm. those needs have been magnified. Yes. Right? They've been maximized. They're more important. Those needs that we help solve. And as thought leaders who are watching this and consultants, those needs that you help solve, they're more important important now because of everything that's going on. So you're, you're arguably or inarguably doing a disservice when you don't provide those solutions and make them available and make sure your prospects and clients are educated on. So I, I think the bold with value is a great attitude. I agree. It's, it's, it's really taking a leadership role in the sen- and related to the value that you bring. So for me, leaderships, particularly sales, marketing leadership, us as consultants and and, and the work that we do is helping people make educated decisions that are in, in their best interest that they wouldn't make otherwise. Right. So it's our job to 
share, you know, where we see them have limiting, limiting beliefs or mistaken assumptions and where they're putting off doing things that they need to do and, you know, questioning those assumptions. They, they need that. They need a mirror to reflect back to them and they need someone else to give them a different perspective, right? Because when you're in, in the, when you're in the picture, you can't see the frame or when you're in the frame, you can't see the picture. I don't know what the, what it is, but that's what it is. And when you're on the label, you can't see the can if we want a new metaphor. And so, <laughs> so it's our job to do that. And we have to be confident about that and take that, that in a sense, leadership role. Now, it's good to get permission to do that. Right. You don't just come on and push and be arrogant about it and say, look, you know, here's what I've discovered. You know, Scott, business owners like yourself, even very successful ones like yourself, sometimes we, you know, kind of get within our own frame and we get a little myopic about what's out there. And it's my job to, you know, hold your feet to the fire, to the things you know you need to do already and to question any mistaken assumptions or limiting beliefs that, that I see you operating under. Are you okay with me doing that? And yeah. most people will say, yeah, absolutely. I do need that. Just don't hold back. And so in a very nice, uplifting, inspirational way, I don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I can vouch for that. He does not. Uh, <laughs> Bill, kind of tagging on to this, this premise and this perspective, being bold with value and, and still being willing to execute, right? Mm-hmm. Still being willing to bring the value first, but also engage with the client when it makes sense. Yeah. Talk about now, but, but again, not just in today's world in general, why is it? Because I'm sure you hear this too. Our prospects and clients that we work with consultants, professionals, primarily in in my world is the B2B space, but it doesn't really matter. Why do they struggle so much to to maintain a steady lead flow in their pipeline? Because that's the, that's the question that I get all the time, right? It's, I want to be in front of more qualified prospects. I want to meet with more people. And it, and I guess it's probably true in a lot of industries, but in our world, what's your perspective on that? Well, there are very few people I've worked with over the years that, that, that didn't want more great quality clients. Even if they're feeling almost that capacity, they'll still take on the right fit kind of client. And I think that it really boils down to processes and having the right processes in place. And whether that's you know, using the internet to generate opportunity, whether that's using referrals and introductions, which you know is my specialty. It really is having a process, working the process. Sometimes people work the process on and off, and therefore they get that roller coaster income, or like a consultant, for instance, uh, generates some business and then has to service that business, but he or she doesn't keep the processes going. So there's that, that you know, that roller coaster effect that can happen. So for me specifically, my expertise is referrals and introductions and how to create that client engagement and, and then leverage that engagement to, to, to get referrals and introductions. Uh, and these days, by the way, we've been focusing on the word introductions because, you know, if someone says, hey, call George, you know, use my name. Well, George doesn't pick up his phone. George is wondering why his friend gave his name out to some stranger. And so that doesn't work quite so well anymore. So from a tactical standpoint, we need to make sure we get more introductions. But from a broader perspective, more a strategic standpoint is making the decision to build a culture of meeting people through other people. Sometimes I use the tagline, multiplying your best clients, right? How do you grow? How do you grow exponentially is by multiplying your best clients. If you just serve people well, which you should, you will create incremental growth. But if you want to create exponential growth, now you have to think in terms of multiplication and leverage, right? And that really is referrals and introductions. 
to do that. You know, think of all the marketing strategies you might employ in your business. How many of them and which ones will actually create an increase in revenue without increasing your marketing budget? Well, it's getting introduced from your happy clients, right? That's it. Uh, there's no cost to that. All right, maybe a little thank you gift or something. There can be things you in, in, involved. But virtually, your cost to sale is virtually nothing. Right. But just about any other marketing strategy you try to employ, there is, your cost of sale will be something. And for some businesses, it actually can be rather high. Mm-hmm. Uh, some businesses I work with, their cost of just, just to talk to a prospect costs them $500, $600 just for that one conversation. So that puts a lot of pressure, Right. And whatever sales process you have in place to convert a prospect to a client, if you're working through introductions, of course, everything gets easier, right? Because you're, you're leveraging that borrowed trust. And so rather than thinking of referrals and introductions as icing on the cake, yeah, we get a certain amount. Yeah, you know, that, that's a barometer that you're referable. Really, it is the cake. If you think about how would someone prefer to meet you? That's right. For most businesses, maybe not all, but for most, especially the higher the ticket item, the higher, the more complicated the sale, how would they prefer to meet you? It's through an introduction from someone they already trust. So we've got to make that our primary client acquisition method. I feel like I've got to confess now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. No, no, no. I mean, the reality is introductions are a key part of my pipeline, but hearing you talk about this, it just lets me know how how much me personally, how many opportunities I've probably left behind or left on the table or that are there that I'm just not tapping into because I'm not as focused as much as I should be in this world of introductions. Yeah. And in fact, I was doing a, a cause being interviewed a couple of days ago and someone was saying, you know, what, what can we do right now to generate some opportunity? What's one of the fastest things we can yeah. do? And that's to talk to your clients and even some prospects with whom you've been courting and having good relationships with, but especially your clients. And they say, look, let's, let's explore. Let's see if we can identify a few folks that you think should know about what I do, should be aware of what I do. And some of those folks are happy to help you with that. They, you just have to ask them. They're just not thinking about it unless we bring it up in, in the right way. Yeah. So let's dive down that rabbit hole just a little bit because you, you asked a great question. What are some valuable strategies you can do right now? Talking to existing clients, asking them for specific introductions if you already have names or, or working with them to identify people that they could introduce you to. Right. Feel free to elaborate more on that. Or if you have additional related strategies that, that you're in particular right now, right? Cause there's this, there is this timidity about how we approach and how we ask. And, and even though we know to be bold, I don't know. Do you have any notes about even language? That, that yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so the reason why a lot of people don't ask for referrals slash introductions is they don't want to come across needy, unsuccessful. That's exactly right. Client's yeah. going to say, "Oh, you must be having a bad month." I'm sorry, Sonny. You know, or uh, or or they don't want to look uh, pushy and and put something on the spot, right? So it's all of that head trash going on. If you have the yeah. right methodology, none of that will happen. But that's what stops people. And so all of this has to come from that belief in our value. Yes, we are asking for help. And, and the sign of high self-esteem is willingness to ask for help. And in this case, we're asking for help to help others. They've experienced our value. We have a good relationship with them. They like the value. They like us as an individual in most cases. And so that's what we're trying to leverage. And I actually think in, in these times right now, during the, the COVID-19 virus, 
it, we're asking for help and help others actually it makes even more sense. Yeah. Because we are in the spirit, most people in the country right now are in the spirit of helping and bringing value and what can we do? And, you know, I gave blood for the first time in years. And so a lot of people are caught up in, in doing that. And so help me help others, right? I'll help you. You help. It's, it's just a natural thing. And, you know, we got to get past all that, that fear of looking needy or being aggressive. We just got to do it in the right way. And, and I, you said it, you made an important point. The best way to ask for an introduction, the best way to come to this conversation, getting tactical now, is with one or more people that you know they know, yeah. people they've mentioned in the past, or people you know they're on a board of directors with, or industry association, or anything like that. How do you feel about introducing me to Sally Smith? How do you feel about introducing me to George Jones, right? Just those specific introductions, and most people are happy to do that, especially if you have a way, an idea of how to do that to make it feel comfortable. So it's a pretty simple thing to do. And, you know, Scott, I'm glad to see the value in what we're doing. I'm, I'm you know, it's been great work with you over the years. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of on a mission to bring my important work to other people. And gosh, I was hoping we could put our heads together for a minute, see if we can identify a few folks that you think should at least be aware of what I do. You know, help me reach some more people uh, with this good work. And I've got a couple ideas I'd like to run by us and people I know, you know, would it be okay to do that? And you're going to be curious, right? Well, who, who are you thinking, right? Yep. And, and that's it. And you can have fun with this. Uh, if, I, if I identified five people on a board of directors that you sit on, I could say, you know, Scott, I've identified some folks I know you know. You're on the board with them in that industry association of yours. Uh, gosh, and here's the list. If you were me, who would you avoid at all costs? <laughs> right? And they're going to grab the list out of the hand and go, well, not this guy. This guy's a, you know, an SOB, but this gal is great. I'll introduce you to her. And right. So if you can add a little fun to this, a little playfulness, there's nothing wrong with that. It always helps in the process. So, you know, stop dabbling in this. Yeah. Make a commitment and this and get better at it. That's great. Uh, that's fantastic language. And I'm glad this is recorded because I'll go back and transcribe that. <laughs> but well, what I'm hearing you say is to your point that you just made, it's about being committed to consistently doing that, that work, right? Related to introductions and referrals, right? Just making that part of your daily or weekly activity and making it consistent so that that pipeline doesn't have these huge spikes, but it stays steady. So let me give you a, a, few, a few things here. One is Great. three words that are part of our system that everyone can, can pay attention to and remember and write them down. It's engagement, leverage, connection. Right? So we, we want to create that engagement with our prospects and clients. And by that, I mean a value connection. They see our value. They love the questions we ask, the things we teach, responsive service, all that. And they like who we are, right? That personal connection that gets established along the way too. And that goes throughout the entire relationship. So we've got to, that's what creates that referability, that sense of engagement with us and the value. Then we got to leverage it. We got to be willing to promote introductions, ask for introductions at the right time. And then when we do find a willingness to introduce us, to actually turn it into a good, solid introduction to make sure the connection goes through. That So we're not just wondering if it happened or hoping someone will call us, but we actually get introduced to them so we can then reach out appropriately. And so the, the mantra I have for everybody, you know, and if you, if you run a sales force, so you have other people in your company that are also selling for the company, is who, I'm gonna, who am I going to be introduced to today? Who will I be introduced to today? And that's the awareness. And what we put mm -hmm. our attention on grows stronger in our life. 
And I actually have signage I give to clients sometimes if they put it in their office, who will I be introduced to today? And then we celebrate that when it happens and it just becomes habit, culture, process, and it gets easier and easier because clients that come into a business through referrals are going to be more likely to give referrals, right? They're going to be predisposed because they met you that way. And so over time, this momentum takes over and it really does take on a life of its own. I still ask, but I certainly don't have to ask as often as I used to. Mm -hmm. uh, I will look for opportunity by all, all, all means. And sometimes it happens just very naturally in, in the relationship. Right. That's fantastic. One more key question, just mm -hmm. in terms of scope of your career, because mm -hmm. you've been doing this for 25 years. You've been very successful, worked with people all over the world mm -hmm. in that time. And, and maybe it's difficult to boil it down, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. What's the most valuable lesson that you've learned during your career? Or another way to ask perhaps is if you could go back in time and tell Bill 25 years ago, you know, if you don't do anything else, at least <laughs> focus on this thing or do this thing. All right. Well, if I could go back actually more than, if I could go back about 40 years, I probably would say, all right, Bill, become a better drummer. So you could have toured the country as, <laughs> as a successful drummer in a rock and roll band. I toured the country as a drummer in a rock and roll band, but I did a talent assessment after about three years. And I said, all right, you know, if I stay at this level, I'm going to be playing holiday inns the rest of my life. So <laughs> I, I moved on to the business world. Um, <laughs> that's one message. But I'll tell you a few lessons, uh, yeah, good. things that people have said to me that have stayed with me. One is, and I mentioned this earlier, what you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. Uh, Earl Nightingale, some people are old enough to remember that, him said, what you think about you become. Keeping the score raises a score. It's just the power of our awareness and attention on things. And to make sure that we we're disciplined about keeping our awareness on the right things and our attention on the right things and not going down the rabbit holes of resentment and, and all that sort of stuff. It just sucks our energy dry. And, you know, it takes a while to become that mindful and aware, self-aware. Um, but whenever I find myself going down that rabbit hole of, of unproductive thought, as soon as I catch myself and, you know, sometimes it takes longer than others, I just stop, you know, I'll go listen to a song, I'll go take a walk, I'll just shift my thinking, whatever I need to do. And related to that is a quote from Vince Lombardi, the famed uh, football coach, is fatigue makes cowards of us all. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm aware that when I'm tired, my thinking is going to be more negative, just naturally. So if I catch myself in that negative, that downward spiral of negative thinking, I go, oh, I'm just tired right? Get a good night's sleep, you know, stop trying to work, try, stop trying to accomplish anything right now. Take a shower, take a nap, get a good night's sleep, whatever it is to spring back. So those are a couple of lessons. I'll, one more I learned that really has helped me in all aspects of my life. And that is only fight honorable battles. And, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in these battles and it could be with a spouse, uh, you know, a family member, a business partner, there's all kinds of people that we might battle with. And, you know, we're trying to be right. We're trying to win the battle. And of course, we could end up losing the war. And, uh, you know, being right in an argument quite often is a booby prize. Um, and so I just, I just, I'll stop. If I get myself into that, I'll say, all right, how important is this? Right? How is important is it for me to win this? And sometimes it is important. And, and we do fight that battle as we need to do. 
in an empathetic way to understand their position too. But sometimes we just got to say, all right, this is not worth fighting. This is not worth my energy. They can believe, think whatever they want. It's, it's not, in the big scheme of things, it's not going to make a difference. So that's, yeah. a, that's a big life lesson that has really helped me a lot. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's excellent. Thank you. As we come to the close here, I want to make sure that folks out there know where to find you, how to find you, sure. if, if they're interested in engaging with your, your process, your strategies, et cetera. What do they need to do first? How can they, how can they get access to the Bill Gates world? Sure, I appreciate that. Uh, and a reminder that you didn't hear Bill Gates, you heard Bill Cates, a C-A-T-E-S. So I'll give you three possibilities. One is my email, Cates at referralcoach.com. I'm happy to say, hey, you heard about me through Scott Cantrell and, and I'll, I'll wonder, you know, if, we're, if you're a dubious friend or not. No, I'm just <laughs> but, and, and happy to chat with you. Uh, my, my latest book, I'm very excited about, Radical Relevance, and, you know, I have Scott Cantrell to thank a little bit for that because the, we were in a group when the seed of the idea germinated and Scott was extremely helpful. You, Scott, were extremely helpful in, in, in nurturing that and running some idea. I could run some ideas by and and, it's, and I have you to thank big time for that. But that's RadicalRelevanceBook.com, RadicalRelevanceBook.com. And I have a guide that's free to everybody uh, listening to this and it's uh, ExponentialGrowthGuide.com. And it's just a kind of a summation, and I, I think you'll find very helpful around how this the referrals and introductions, and then how you talk about your value, all the messages that I teach come together in, in eight strategies, eight steps that I think you'll find very helpful. That's excellent. And thank you for being generous with your email. Uh, hopefully, there won't be too many dubious emails you'll get. But, uh, um, and, and just for everybody out there, do pick up a copy of Radical Relevance. So Thank you. They'll honor me just now with some compliments about some of the things maybe I helped contribute to the book. But ultimately, the intellectual capital knowledge and experience that is in that book is tremendous. Mm. Honestly, I, I had very high expectations, Bill, uh, for the book. And <laughs> when I got my copy um, that you were kind enough to give to me and, and sign, I was best say I tore it open. I didn't tear it at all, but I, I cracked it open, started reading through it. It really is a, a phenomenal book, um, and there was a lot in there that's incredibly rich that served me very well, e- even playing the small role that I played in the book, and that's gratifying, but there's so much more beyond that that was very helpful to me, so thank you, and I would encourage everybody to go to go get that uh, book as soon as you can and, and devour it. Uh, Bill, thank you again for your time today. I really appreciate it. Been very generous with your expertise and your time and all of that. So I look forward to our next conversation. But for everybody watching out there for Smart Solutions Media, this is Scott Cantrell wishing you the best of success. Thanks again, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete this short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.